It is Monday, July 30th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary, Matt Morgan, coming along here soon. How's it going, Raj? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing okay. You know, it's uh, weird taking a couple weeks off from Raw, and then tonight I feel like I was able to catch up pretty easily uh, to what was going on. Did anything major happen in the last two weeks that I need to go back and watch? Uh, not really. I mean, I feel like with Raw, once you see the Raw after a pay-per-view, it's pretty much the same show week after week uh, until the next one, except tonight was a little different. There was a lot on the show tonight that I liked. Yeah, really building up that SummerSlam main event with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, uh, the the heavy lifting, the pieces being put into place, uh, even perhaps for a Paul Heyman turn on Brock. So, uh, yeah, man. Or so, Heyman could be gone. I mean, that could have been a way to write him true. off. Yeah. They they haven't seemed to, they haven't seemed interested in keeping him on like uh, like you know having him manage someone else in a while, um, so I could see them you know just dropping Heyman once Lesnar's gone if he is in fact gone. I mean it definitely seems that way. Definitely seems like he's headed to the UFC. He's back in the the drug testing pool. Uh, he had his first test already. So um, so yeah, th- that could have been a way to to write him off. We'll we'll see. Yeah, I, I'd yeah. personally like to see him aligned with Roman and turn heel. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be something else. Um, although I don't know, I don't think. I mean, Roman talks so much; it seems weird to put Roman with Paul Heyman. We'll see him punked too. It's yeah. it's just that dynamic, you know how 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 well it works. And I think if you were to turn Roman heel, it gives an extra something. I don't see them doing that, but uh, I think it would be cool if they did. Yeah, um, so Matt Morgan will be along in a little bit. We'll go into Raw, but first, sad news, man. Uh, both. Nikolai Volkov and Brian Christopher passed away in recent days. And Brickhouse Brown. Oh, man. Yeah, three in one day. All the announcements came uh, came on Sunday. Uh, I mean, just such a weird uh, such a weird day, you know? I remember, I remember last year there was a three-day period where every day someone there was an announcement of someone else dying. It was George Animal Steel, Ivan Koloff, and who was the third? Nicole Bass. But this was all on the same day, so it was just – it was – just craziness. Um, Brickhouse Brown had actually, uh, you know, was very sick. Uh, he was he actually a pat. You know, he they thought he died a week ago, like nine days ago. Wow. Uh, he he flatlined on July twentieth and was pronounced dead. They were actually bringing the coroner to his home. Uh, B. Brian Blair got a hold of that. Um, you know, tweeted out that Brickhouse Brown had passed away, and then while they're waiting for the coroner. She, uh, Brickhouse Brown's mother heard him say, mom, I'm hungry. <laughs> so he was not dead. And so, uh, you know, he, he came back to and, um, you know, lived another nine days and then, and then passed away. So our wow. condolences with him. He was battling cancer. He was 57 when he, he, he passed away. So our condolences with his uh, friends and family. Definitely. That's, I mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, I guess, you know, at least to have those nine days in between. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, look, there's no, there's no good scenario, Raj. Right. <laughs> right. I know some people are calling it a miracle, but it, 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 it didn't really, you know, a miracle would have. All right. Let's forget. <laughs> I know. I know. You should think. Well, Nikki Six from Molly Crew technically was dead, and he's still alive. But yes, I mean, you know, nine days. I guess take what you can get. Um, exactly. But no, but it's very sad, though. It was very sad. Yeah. Um, and then and with then, uh, uh, Nikolai, uh, what was Nikolai's cause of death? So uh, Nikolai, he was in the hospital, um, you know, uh, before earlier 
uh, last week uh, for dehydration and some other issues. Uh, but he passed away at the age of 70. A really famous, I mean, really famous wrestler in the 80s. Uh, oh, my the, God. I mean, up there, you know, probably what? I mean, talk about timing with the height of the Cold War and everything else. I mean, being the the Soviet heel. I mean, he got, I mean, he was in the spotlight. It was him, Piper, and the Sheik. Yeah. Much of our and, childhood. And I was a big fan of Saturday Night's Main Event, you know, back in the 80s. And the very first match of the very first Saturday Night's Main Event featured Nikolai. It was... Uh, Mike Rotundo, Barry Windham, and Ricky Steamboat beating Nikolai, the Iron Sheik, and George the Animal Steel. And then on the very second episode of Saturday Night's Main Event, Nikolai Volkov wrestled Hulk Hogan for the WWF Championship. So that kind of shows just, you know, uh, how popular, how big he was back then. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, you know, definitely a, a legend. And, and you know, 70's not really that old. So, um, you know, our condolences to, to his family and friends as well. Oh, absolutely. And then uh, Brian Lawler, uh, Brian Christopher, Brian Lawler, uh, perhaps the most tragic of circumstances. I mean, so it's, it's true that, that this was he did take his own life. Yeah. So, I mean, that's how it's they're treating it right now. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it's so, so sad. He so he was arrested um, earlier this month uh, for a DUI. And let me, let me find it again. Um, it didn't come out until last week uh, publicly, hmm. but he had had uh, last month. He was also arrested for this uh, for not paying a hotel bill. So he's had some legal problems. He's had other DUIs. Um, so anyways, he has been in jail since he had been in jail since July 7th. So that's what, three, three plus weeks um, for DUI. So that kind of shows, the, you know, the rap sheet that he had. Um, wow. He he was on a forty thousand dollar bond. Um and man, I, I can only imagine how Jerry feels. Um, yeah. You know, I think from what it sounds like, he didn't pay it because he wanted, you know, Christopher to uh, to learn and, you know, pay basically pay his dues and learn from this. And then Lawler wanted to send him to rehab after he got out. And, uh, you know, then this happened. So, um I mean, it's just, I mean, it's crazy. He, so basically he, he hung himself uh, oh. in jail. So, um, yeah, he was a, he was another one, like, you know, the attitude era, uh, he was one of the most over acts too cool. I remember there was an episode oh, yeah. of raw where it was like a 10 man tag or something. And it was too cool. I think it was like Rikishi and the rock and someone else, but it was a, a pretty sure it was in Dallas and they just had the crowd. I mean, the crowd was on fire. It was like, you know, it was a, a rarity, like how crazy that crowd was. It was awesome. And, um, you know, he had, he had a very successful run with too cool with Scotty too hottie. Um, you know, never got to be at his dad's level. And I, I think he always uh, really looked up to his, his father. You'd hear in interviews how, um, it's tough being a you know the son of someone so legendary, and I think he Absolutely. had a tough time with that. But um, yeah, it's 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 a sad one. No, absolutely, man. Um, yes, yeah, so those three. Wow. Uh, our condolences, of course, to all the families. Uh, just so uh, Brian Christopher Nikolai had uh, in memoriam cards at the opening of tonight's Raw, and uh, so the WWE acknowledged uh, both of those at the start. We then went to a video package from last week's main event with Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley. Um, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar were shown backstage 
and out to the ring tonight, uh, we had Reigns come out there and uh, had Heyman come out. The two of them faced off and it set up this idea that Brock Lesnar was in the building, but would Brock Lesnar come to the ring tonight? That was the uh, big source of tension all throughout tonight's Raw. And uh, I, did, I will say it got better as it went on. I thought the opening was sort of meh, but I liked all the cuts to Brock Beck. See, I wish they would have had Brock do more than just read the different magazines. I think they really... I think it was the same magazine. <laughs> uh, I think there were two different ones. There was oh, one that door. I, I can't remember the name of the first one, but I know there were two, at least two tonight. Um, <laughs> but I, I think they would, I wish it would have done more to develop his character and that indifference. Really? I thought, I thought they did a lot with that there just by, just by what they did. It showed what, like what every fan thinks of Brock and, and it, it, uh, or every WWE fan thinks of Brock um, that he doesn't care. And, you know, him saying he doesn't watch the show. I think that was great. And I, I thought, I thought this did a lot. You don't want to overdo it. Uh, and I thought this was subtle enough. Uh, I thought Brock was intense. Uh, and it's, it's by being indifferent and intense can be tough to pull off. So I, I thought this was really strong tonight, this whole you know angle running through the show. I, I tell you, I think they should have just had a GoPro at his house, you know, during a regular Raw, just show Brock doing random things. I think there's so much comedic potential in this that tonight, I know the point of all these segments and Brock dressing down to Paul Heyman, oh, we're supposed to hate Brock Lesnar, but I'm like, where's this guy been? I love this character. Yeah, he's awesome. I mean, yeah. when he, you know, him talking, I think that's the most he's he's spoken on the mic. Uh Jeez, in years, you know, in the ring. And he didn't say much, but what he said was effective. The stuff he said backstage was effective. Uh, I, I feel like that's how he should have been used all this time. Having Heyman do his promos for him week after week without saying anything just got so redundant. Uh, I thought this Brock Lesnar was great. I, I enjoyed it. I'm going to be rooting for him at SummerSlam. <laughs> Want to see this kid get a chance, you know? <laughs> I, I like his hey, indifference. Hey, man, the, the fans were going for Roman by the end, you know? Uh, so weird. When he delivered that line, so Roman came. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's, let's run through the that segment. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, so at the beginning, going through that segment, I mean, really the end, I like that Roman told Heyman, write this down, and Heyman reached in his pocket to get something out to write with. That was a nice touch. Uh, but what was the ending of that? He's going to be sending Brock back to uh, to uh, UFC as as Roman's bitch. Yeah, that got a pop. And Heyman was basically saying that Brock, you know, is going to win. He's going to go to the UFC, and he'll come back as a two, you know, the champion of both UFC and WWE. Not making it sound like Lesnar wants to leave, but that he wants both belts. Yeah, I mean, do you feel like at this point they've dragged it out so much? I, I mean, that's the thing. When they did this in the lead-up to WrestleMania, there was that really good week when Roman got kicked out of the building. Like, it was hot. I feel like they have one of these hot weeks, and then they just screw it up. And then the match gets there, and it's like, Roman's not over. We're going to put it off longer. Yeah, yeah I, I hope not. Um, I really do hope that they finally have Roman beat him. It'd be good to have the world title on the show you know, I don't think, you know, growing up as a fan in the 80s, I don't think the top stars should be on every week. I think Not you should, week. you know, kind of have them on one week, maybe off a couple. Uh, it, You know, absence makes a heart grow, heart grow fonder and it uh, just increases the longevity and everything. But having that storyline consistently there, the problem with Brock is that when the title is not on TV, uh, there's just no story with him either. 
Whereas, you know, back in the 80s, you still had your feuds and stuff. They just weren't on TV every week. So Hogan's yeah. feuding with the big boss man, but they're not on every week. Well, it's um, Brock, they have to pay him every minute that he's doing something for WWE. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it's cost prohibitive at that point. Yeah. You know, you think they would uh, so like maybe uh, do like, you know, some of those cheap Hollywood sequels, start reusing footage of Brock backstage before. And, yeah. and hey, that's his deal. I'm fine with it. I'd rather he be there than not. But the world title, I feel like, should not be on him. Yeah. You know, bring him in for special feuds, do cool stuff with him. But the world title, it should be the central focus on the show. I mean, that's what it's supposed to be, right? That's the top title on the show. And to not have any storylines around it for months and months, uh, just you, you just kind of feel like they're running in circles creatively. Well, it's completely devalued the Universal Championship which I don't think ever really got a fair shake between Finn and Kevin and then Goldberg. I mean, really, once it went to Goldberg, it started to have this weird lineage. Yeah, I mean, it, there hasn't been a uh, a universal champion wrestling on Raw since, what, last March? So a year and a half? Yeah. So, hey, Mr. Matt Morgan. Hey, can you hear me okay? Nope. Yeah. Yeah, we can no, hear you great. We got you loud and clear, man. Because uh, I can't hear myself. Oh, okay. So what's up? What'd you think of Raw tonight? I want your opinion. Uh, I thought I li actually like this Brock. I would like to see this Brock every week, just hanging out backstage, doing different wacky stuff, not giving a damn. It's who he really is, though. Yeah, yeah it's great. I, th I thought Brock was great. I li I liked him. I liked the Rollins, uh, the Rollins match. But other than that, I thought the show was a complete mess. Do those two see? Here's my thing. I kept thinking, like, what kind of grade would I give? I give it a C every week. So, <laughs> what, what? How would this be different? I'm like, Brock was all over this one. How do I? You got to upgrade it there somewhere, you know. So I was thinking, could two good segments, potentially three, raise it? You know. So that's the debate. Uh, I like the Rollins match a lot. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. How, uh, how much do you think they paid Brock tonight to sit backstage reading uh, the Backyardsman in America? <laughs> well, they don't. They don't. They don't weigh his appearances differently. You know, it's a yeah. So he got like <laughs> half a million dollars, you know, or a couple hundred grand to sit backstage, catch up on his magazines. You know, but hey, it made it made the show. That's all people really remember from it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely good stuff. Uh, you know, this is. This is why I don't – and I sound like a, a grizzled wrestler who has, like, this 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 death wish for all creative teams. And that's, <laughs> and, and that, and that's, and that's like, not my thing. It's, it's really not. I work really good hand-in-hand hand with a lot of the members of the creative when I was there. They'd come down to OVW. They were very good to me. So, I mean, no harm, no foul when I say this is why you need to get the hell out of the talent's way. Yeah. Yeah. This is such another sign of it to, to, to a degree. You lead them a little bit and get out of their way. You know somebody that uh, in WWE Creative hears secondhand what you say on this podcast, Matt, and they go, he's still pissed about that stutter thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Actually, bitter. bitter over the stuttering gimmick. They're so new and yeah. wet behind the ears, dude. They probably don't even know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I could see it. Um, so yeah, that opening segment set up that story tonight. We'll we'll talk more about what happened there. Um, and then we have Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. So this went on like what? This was three segments oh tonight. God, this this went on forever. Very long match. Too long. I don't care. I yes. do not care anymore. That's the I, problem. Like the match was fine. It was good, but it, you you don't care at all the whole match. It's like thirty I minutes of not caring. Don't care about Constable 
you know, uh, whatever. I, I can't Corbin. I can't stand it. Yeah, and gosh, if he if he wants to be taken more, you know, being seen as more than a mid carter, he's going to have to change that outfit because that outfit just screams, you know. It's I don't know what it's it screams not yeah like not main event talent. Yeah, it's like an '80s tag team, you know, gimmick tag team. It's stupid. It's so stupid. You don't. You do not cover up a guy with three hundred tattoos. <laughs> yeah, with the, with the black shirt, with the vest. He actually looks. I think I dressed in something similar to that going to my nineteen ninety homecoming dance as a freshman in high school. I was saying he looks like a waiter. <laughs> Raj, that just rolls right past you, Raj. No comment on Glenn's little. <laughs> oh, I had the vest. They played I'll, I'll Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> they played Ice Ice Baby like five times at my freshman homecoming dance. All right, now I regret asking. Continue. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, that's but he's starting to get this look. I think it's making him look more immature, not as. Not as cool because Corbin was doing the smirk all the time, you know. All right, well, 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 more importantly, la- uh, last week was I on last week? Yeah, I was. Okay, more importantly, they buried Finn Balor with this stupid house thing, <laughs> right? And then he loses, and then he loses, and he's taking like he's glad handing in these photos. Finn, what are you doing? Stop. And then he gets laid out afterwards. <laughs> Not only does he get beat clean, then he gets laid out uh, afterwards. And this is what sucks because they say if you work your ass off and you're good and, and, and you're a good sport about things and, and you can work well with others, work with creative with what they give you, make the most of it. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, so I was like banging outside of my door right now. I was like, oh, are you doing laundry? What's going I, on? I, I, dude, I don't know if that's a big ass bug flying into my garage door. I don't know, but it's scaring me. Nonetheless, um, it's like you can't say no, Finn. You don't have – you know what I mean? It's like you do all these good things and and you hope for the best and it's being a good sport. But that's where it also can bury you. You know what I mean? You can't always say yes to everything. It doesn't mean you become a dick and say no. You know what I mean? But it means like, guys, we really have to do this. Like this house thing is ridiculous. Like, guys, I'm not the tallest guy in the roster. I'm not the biggest. Doing this, this is going to be an uphill climb for me for the next three months. Just this, doing this one thing, please. Well, isn't anything an uphill climb with him for him with how short he is? I mean, oops, <laughs> he shredded. He shredded. Oh, no. He looks like he's, an athlete. Right. Absolutely. He's, I don't know why he's this got is such value, a down. right? So why not protect the guys with value and not put them in in these situations where it brings their star power down? Yeah, even potential star power. Yeah. You know, well, we're not using it right now. I don't care. It doesn't mean. You know what I mean? You don't protect these guys at, at the right times, especially versus Corbin. Yeah, and Corbin again changes gear because I feel like he he seems a lot more confident in this role. Like that he promo does. he did last week, he was I thought he was good. He was. Um, just change his outfit in the ring. Just because you wear that backstage doesn't you need to be wearing that in the ring. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, Finn, man, Finn needs the makeup back. The demon. I mean, he does. Yeah, you're right. Maybe this will lead to it. Maybe he keeps getting beat by Baron and bullied and. I don't know. It's something. something that, but again, SummerSlam's like two weeks away, so they kind of have to hurry you, that up. But it's always going to be there. You know, you know what? The demon could climb himself out of that stupid picture I had to see online of him in that house. <laughs> Seriously, I was on my Instagram, and that thing yeah. was everywhere. That's not a good thing. No. They're not going to have Brock Lesnar doing that. So. Why, and why is that, Raj? <laughs> exactly. Why? Because you, know? you look like a goof. You look like a – I mean, they're trying to equate him to a kid. And once you start, those images start, you know, resonating and clicking, like they did with Nakamura last year when Jinder was making fun of him. And then that stuff starts to, like, 
you know, seep in like, oh, yeah, he does look kind of silly instead of, oh, he looks different and cool. And now with Finn, it's not like now it's not like, no, you know, he is like a little kid just smiling all the time as opposed to he's this badass guy who can turn into this really cool character. Mm -hmm. And he does, you know, it can do really cool stuff in the ring. Yep. It is weird how they protect some guys with that. Again, notice occasionally there's a fat joke at Kevin Owens' expense, but it's very rare. Oh no, they they I wouldn't say Kevin Owens is protected. Yeah, they still bury him running around hiding in closets oh. and right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but they don't porta potty. Uh, yeah, but yeah. they they don't disrespect his He has a bowling ball in his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Uh, but by comparison, you know, I'm saying it hasn't stuck to him. Like that's what defines him, and I think that it can define you. Okay, if yeah. you overdo it too much, you know. Yeah, you just know that they would never say that kind of stuff to Triple H or Stephanie or Roman or Brock Lashley Drew. You could see who gets, you know, made fun. You know, uh, Drew got sheep jokes, but they're not going to make fun of him, at, you know, for anything physical or anything with his ability. And he's still new. I mean, he's been there before, but he's new this time around. He's still got time. Yeah. But you can tell they see him as something special right now. Like they still they haven't better. beaten him on TV. They better. Yeah. Yeah. So Baron Corbin won that match that went on forever with end of days, got the pin. Corbin stood tall. And cool finisher, too. He's got an awesome finisher. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Paul Heyman was backstage. Kurt Angle saying that if he did not get Brock out there, that Heyman's contract was going to be terminated. Further setting the tension up there throughout the night. And then we got a recap about the Evolution announcement from last week. How are you guys feeling about that? I didn't watch last week's podcast. Feeling good about Evolution? Uh, yeah, I didn't think this was a big deal. As they were, ma- they made it way too big of a deal. I kept going over and repeating like three hundred times because <laughs> it's like we're past this. Like yeah. as far as going, ah, ticket tape parade, all women's pay per view. Ah, it's like you guys, we, you, we already think you're there. In fact, I think they need their own show. Is where most of us are at as far as. Like women coming, you know, you know, stepping up and women's rights and all these other stuff, you know, women athletes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we're already there. Like the rest of us fans, we're there. We want to see it. So it's like they're still like way behind. Do you know what I mean? They're actually behind on this. Yeah. And the problem I have with it, too, is just announce it and start building the matches, too. Or, you know, just have them talk about it a little bit. But the way they're doing it comes they're doing it so over the top. It's almost it comes across as PR, like just cheap PR, like everyone, anyone can see through it. It feels patronizing too, a little. It yeah. does feel a little patronizing. Yeah. Yeah. People are pointing out. Yeah, there's been all women's pay per views before. TNA's done a bunch. They they, they would of do course. the one night only knockouts. Um, uh, you are awesome. Kong versus Gail Kim. I'm sorry, that was a women's revolution. Yeah, I, I mean that kind of kickstarted it in a lot of ways. When they were getting the highest rated segments, their matches were kicking ass. Dude, she put her through the side of our stage for a shoot. Like, that wasn't gimmicked. Yeah. Dude, like that. They're so good, those two. I just hope the build of this pay-per-view, it's not just constant, the historic nature. Oh, come on. They're going to do that over stories. Rivalries and and stars. Dude, they have all the talents. They have all the characters in the women's division to do this, Raj. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we don't. Okay, so we did get some storyline build tonight. We had Natalia mm-hmm. versus Alicia Fox, uh, Alexa Bliss, Ronda Rousey, ringside. Um, Alicia ended up winning the match over Natalia, but then Alicia got into it with Ronda, setting up a match for the two of them next Monday. 
I'm really excited about that, especially given the real-life storyline there, which, Raj, can you recap that for people? Sure, and I think, man, so the night after, uh, during WrestleMania weekend, uh, Alicia Fox and Travis Brown had this little altercation in, like, the, yes. the lobby of a hotel. Yeah. Alicia Fox was kind of telling him off, and he was like, I didn't do anything. And, and it was a quick clip that, you know, uh, someone captured on their cell phone. Yeah. But if you put that on the T, you know, on TV and just had Ronda, you know, Alicia Fox showing that and being like, you know, your your husband uh, disrespected me and I want to slap the taste out of your mouth. Just something mm-hmm. simple like that. That's embedded in reality. And that's, yeah. you know, that would be something cool. Instead, they have her would beating be. down who, someone who's supposed to be the baddest woman on the planet. Right. Alicia right. Fox hasn't won a match since last. Yeah. October. Yes. And then yeah. she's putting the beat down on Rousey. Uh, Come on. Yeah. Uh, Weren't we just talking about how the good job they do on protecting like the over, over, over people? They do. They do it for the over, over, over men and Stephanie McMahon, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, at least she's not winning next week, right? Obviously. Right. I mean, they still. When you see yeah. Ronda down and selling, should we ever see homegirl being the one standing above her? Like, like it just doesn't fit. Yeah, yeah. you shouldn't. Ha- you shouldn't have Brock Lesnar getting beat down by uh, the B team, right? You don't. Right. It should be the top stars in a big feud when you see her get beat down. She's something special. She legitimately is one of the toughest women on the planet. Unless, Raj, unless they have something huge for Alicia Fox, then it would make sense. Yeah. They don't. We know they don't. <laughs> right, yeah. 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 I mean, Alicia's solid. Seeing her in Italian tonight was solid. I think they could do a storyline with her uh, if it didn't seem so inevitable. Well, I think it's inevitable that Ronda's going to win her SummerSlam match and her next feud anyhow. Right. Uh, I don't know about you guys. If Alicia Fox was yelling at me, I don't care if I did it or not, I would just be apologizing for it. I'd be like Chunk in that scene in the Goonies with his hand in the blender. I'd just be confessing and apologizing for everything I've ever done if Alicia <laughs> Fox that? was yelling at me. What does that sound like? What do you mean? Well, you remember Chunk when the Fratellis, they have his hand in the blender and they want him to confess and he starts talking no. about everything he did? You know, no, when do you're it. like, do, do I, it I don't remember the speech. Just do it. Come on. I don't rem- I call it up, uh, but no, I don't remember. But he's talking about pushing his sister down the stairs and blaming it on the dog. That's the last punchline that I remember. Oh, and the making the vomit noises in the movie theater. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry, Raj. Matt. I thought I you could do this, Raj. Raj. <laughs> I've actually, I've never seen the Goonies. What? So, yeah. Stop the podcast. Rise, I'm firing you from your own company and show right now. What? Yeah. never seen the Goonies. I saw the video, the music video, a hundred oh times at Roddy Piper and Captain Lou, but never never saw the movie. Wait, what? You saw what? Remember there was the Goonies uh, music video? I think it was for Goonies, too, and Roddy Piper was in it, and Captain Lou. Oh, I actually do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What is wrong with you? Never had any desire to see it. It's such a good movie. Dude, on a- it was on HBO like every day during the summer, millions of different times. Oh, yeah. I've had plenty of opportunities to see it. I just, just never... I think you would really like it, though. I mean, yeah. knowing what I know about your taste, like, it's it's a pretty universally beloved film, especially yeah. people our age. Universally beloved. Just say it's a, cl- it's a classic. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's like Back to the Future. Like, who doesn't like yeah. Back to the Future? Right. That Love is, it. That's my favorite movie of all time. Well, really? there oh, you go. Oh. Oh. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. De- I'm Back to the Future is my top three. Definitely one of the best series of all times. Yeah. I loved all of them, honestly. I did too. Yeah. Uh, so, man, now we got to go back to talking about Raw. What a letdown. <laughs> That's how crappy that show is. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so, Alicia Fox won that. Uh, she got into it with Ronda after, and that's setting up stuff for next week, Monday night. Alicia Fox, Ronda Rousey. Right. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, but, yeah, there's real life stuff. It could be cool. 
they technically did the right thing, though, Raj. If we're doing booking one-on-one, they're trying to build to a match coming up next week that we've got to tune in and watch versus Ronda just jobbing her out in 20 seconds with uh, in a cold match. At least they attempted to set the table. You know, none of us are buying it, but at least they tried. Yeah, I mean, they did their traditional, the traditional booking where someone gets, you know, beats the other person up and you get the revenge next week. It's tired, it's old. That's, I get why they did it, but I think it would have been way more effective to use that real life storyline uh, to set it up. You don't even have to have a touch. Definitely. Well, Nia, Nia Jax versus Alicia, that wasn't just a quick beatdown. I mean, Alicia went through the, the barrier on the wall. I mean, like, there was so much stuff happening there. So I hope this is maybe a little more competitive until Rhonda gets uh, her victory. Hey, we got a sponsor of this episode, and it is Dollar Shave Club. I shaved last week. Did my quarterly uh, shave in my face. Matt Morgan, you know, is a fan. Matt, you just don't use Dollar Shave Club for your face. You do the whole body, right, man? I do. Wow. So those are strong razors, folks. I mean, look at Matt Morgan with a chiseled physique like his. You need high-quality razors. Dollar Shave Club has them in spades, and they've got a ton of other stuff to help you out, to help you look, feel, and smell your best. Dollar Shave Club now has everything you need to get ready in the bathroom, and it is much more than just razors. Dollar Shave Club delivers everything, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, toothpaste, hair gel, and even a wipe that'll leave your tush feeling tingly clean. I'm a big fan, you know, and it will. And let me tell you guys, feel that, and you're like, ooh. It's an actual reenactment of the tingly clean feeling that you get. Uh, this stuff, the black sage, uh, sage and black pepper, hair and scalp shampoo. Love this. Been uh, hooked on it since they introduced it. Absolutely fantastic. And all the stuff just smells incredible. Made with these uh, high quality ingredients. Stuff much better than what you find in the store. Seriously, and, why, is that, why is that shampoo so good really quick? Well, sage and black pepper, think about that. Have you ever had something with that flavor combination, that smell combination that you used for washing. Normally it's chamomile and rose right, hips right. and lavender. Like right. this is some manly stuff. You See, know, I, don't, right I, don't have, I don't have that. I need to get that. See, I do have all the lavender and the other crap. Yeah, but with this sage and black pepper, oh, it's just nice. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I've been using it. And it's don't it. be scared to send me some, guys. <laughs> Even this, like, uh, so the, the face cleanser, citrus Hawaiian ginger, things like ginger in a face cleanser. I like it. I don't know about you guys. When, when I shave in, uh, or when I uh, shower in the morning, I'm still asleep. So when yeah. I get these scents, these strong yeah. scents that smell really good, I mean, it just, it revitalizes me. It wakes me up. It's better than having a cup of coffee just to get a whiff of this. You know? I think that's the best way to put it. Uh, every morning, yeah, I use it every morning and I just feel refreshed. Like it just, it, I just feel, you know, refreshed you know oh, it's, uh, it's amazing stuff wish i could feel refreshed dollar shave club get this man out of box raj place an order for him hook him up uh because here's a great way that all of you can try a bunch of dollar shave clubs products for just five bucks you can get their daily essential starter set that comes with the body cleanser the one wipe charlie's which yes are their amazing butt wipes their world famous shave butter and their best razor the six blade executive and they'll keep the blades coming for just a few bucks a month can also add in the shampoo, the toothpaste, everything else you need. Check it all out at dollarshaveclub.com slash INC. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash INC. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I was at a podcast conference last week. I got to thank our fine network partners at Audio Boom and the fine agency of Dollar Shave Club for giving me an opportunity to say boat wipes in front of tens of thousands of people at least once a month. So thank you, Dollar Shave Club, for sponsoring this podcast. 
Oh, man. So, a lot else happened tonight. Uh, we got Elias out with the guitar tonight, and Bobby Lashley came out. Now, Elias called out The Rock. This kind of pivots into a news story. The Rock is currently talking with the WWE about doing something. Huh. There have been rumors about Elias and The Rock before. Raj, do you think this is the path they're going to go down? I think it's kind of a waste. Um, if he can only do, like, a quick 30-second match, then yes. That's, you know... It seems early to start building for that. Um, Why is it a waste? Why is it a waste? I mean, I think if someone of his star power. If you're, if he's coming back for a real match, do it with someone like Roman or some, you know, someone like that. Uh, okay, okay. You know, something huge that's going to get a ton of media attention. That's uh, 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 other than a, you know, undercard uh, undercard match. I, I love Elias. I think he's talented as hell. But uh, you don't think he gets that ton of media coverage coming back, no matter who it is, even if it's the broomstick, you know. He will, but I just think if he comes back, it should be a big, like a big, like dream match kind of thing. For us fans, is really who that would be for. It would be we want to see a big match between him and Undertaker, him and Cena again, him yeah, and whatever, yeah. Roman, Lashley. Right, but again, if you know, he's always had that issue with the insurance with his movies. So if he's going to be filming, then obviously he won't be able to, able to do it. Um, or if he's uh, if he's got a movie that he starts filming right after, uh, the the insurers probably wouldn't insure him uh, because he got injured when he wrestled Cena the second time at WrestleMania, and it, it you know it delayed the shooting of Hercules. And How you long? Know, even delaying it a day costs tens of thousands, maybe even more. And I think that was delayed like thirty days. Wow. And he had another movie, Pain and Gain, that had just come out, and he Good. couldn't do media for it. So Good job, Cena. <laughs> yeah, right. so, Especially Pain and Gain is like the movie that you can point oh. to and be like, The Rock can act. Right. That was kind of... He was so good in that. He was. Do you guys think that Skyscraper doing poorly is kind of maybe what prompted him thinking, maybe I should go back and do something with the WWE again, sort of get my <laughs> mojo back? Well, skyscraper is doing well worldwide. It's gonna, yeah. it's gonna be profitable. Um, what about is that? What about wait, what about Rampage? Rampage, okay? another it underperformed in the U.S., but it also made money worldwide. So my, a lot of my friends really liked it. Yeah, I actually, I, I, I haven't seen it yet, but um, it, all these movies, The Rock is so huge in China right now that the, the, his movies in China are opening bigger than here. So they they make money. I just think Rock has too many movies coming out. In, in a close amount of time and, and it, it would probably help them to take a, a little break and, and extend the releases out a little bit so maybe a wrestlemania and if if you got no big projects on the table um, raj, raj where did this all come from that he all of a sudden wants to come back like what's the deal with that it- uh it's been rumored he'd be, he's been talking about it in interviews and then i guess uh oh wow there was something in the observer about it too that he uh you know he wants to come back uh, do one match at WrestleMania. So let's see. I mean, he he wanted to do this last year's WrestleMania. He was supposed to be in that spot where uh, that Kurt Angle took. Uh, it was hmm. supposed to be Rock and Rousey against Triple H and Steph, but it's always right. the, the movie right. commitments. Yes, yes, I remember this. Yeah, we have a. There's an interview somewhere on the site with The Rock talking about how he had been talking with Vince about it, and it came close, but he just couldn't do it with his commitments. Oh, well. Tonight, we had Elias and Bobby Lashley singing Rockin' Robin, a song that we were trying to figure out on Twitter. Okay. Why did the WWE pay for the rights to a song? Rockin' Robin, strangely, is in the public domain, even though it came out in 1958. Uh, Bobby Lashley messed up the words. Elias got pissed, hit him over the head, uh, beat him up. 
I think Lashley's mic cut out or something too. I think mean, he had a, a. I thought he just didn't know the words to you know pass the chorus to the song. Yeah, but then Elias took that mic too, and was it was hard. He wasn't clear on it. Um, I thought Elias was great here. Bobby, not so much. <laughs> this is we just got done saying the Lashleys of the world get protected. No, they don't. <laughs> well, protected in like he's not being made fun of as as like. Uh, you don't think they were laughing all day setting this up for Bobby? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I mean, he shouldn't be singing for a long period of time. And if, if he yeah. is, he, he really should know the lyrics. He should be <laughs> a monster. It's yeah. Just talk until they let him be a heel. Yeah. Yeah, the smiling, happy baby face. It, I just feel like maybe that's who he is, but I don't think that works with the crowd. And it never has, actually. Nope, not anymore. Yeah, so that set up uh, their feud further. Uh, so they're going to have a match at SummerSlam, I'm assuming. So yeah, yeah. So they were singing, and then Elias attacked Lashley from behind. Yeah, Kevin Owens backstage with Baron Corbin, congratulating him for knocking the smile off Finn Balor's face. Uh, Kevin's going to be facing Braun at SummerSlam for that Money in the Bank contract. Um, that vignette led to Braun Strowman versus Jinder Mahal. Kevin interfered with that, uh, took Braun's case, and Braun ended up getting counting counted out of that match. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you think win. about this trajectory, man? I think it's a win for Jinder Mahal. What? <laughs> Take on Jinder. Take him, Jinder. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought, I thought the segment was really entertaining, and I think it, it accomplished was. what it needed to. Like, and that's know. because of Kevin. Kevin was the glue of that entire thing working. Yeah, and the fact that he could lose the money in the bank by getting counted out. Grand, they really like to, you know, hit you over the head with these steps, but, right. you know, so that's what this was designed for. Yeah. Ron losing his second match in, what, three weeks, even though it was only a count. Uh, count out, Nobody remembers it because I already forgot the other one. Yeah, Kevin Owens, he technically won their steel cage match. Their steel cage match. I just remembered now, but before he said that, I wouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we had backstage the locker room. Mike Canellis, the essential. Real quick, real quick. Uh, one yeah. more thing about Lashley and Matt. We've oh, talked yeah, about this before. He looks so comfortable doing promos in Impact, and I just right. feel like the stuff they're giving him, he just, it just doesn't fit him. And they really need to let him just, you know, cut loose and, and stop scripting him so much because he was getting really good in Impact. I feel like they're gonna have him regress on the mic. And that's what happens. A little, there's a little bit of confidence issue as well, where you know you're getting crap, right? And, and you're not allowed to be yourself. And Bobby, let's be clear, TNA wasn't doing that because they're like, oh, Bobby's a great promo. We're just going to give him bullet points. It's we're scared of him. We're scared yeah. to say, here's your promo, Mr. Lashley, and have him go, all right, I'm leaving. See you guys. Um, <laughs> so don't take credit, TNA, for trying to develop Bobby Lashley as a promo. You're terrified of him. What, what year did that stop in TNA when they realized they can't be like, you're going to read this, or there's the door, mister? I wish I could tell you. I was only, well, well 2008, I think, is when I started. I was handed one uh, because me and Cornette were in the same promo. Yeah. And then from that moment forward, I would only get bullet points. Yeah. Was that when Russo was there? Because I thought Russo would script the promos. Yes, but with me, he would get with me and say, "Hey, I didn't even bother putting you in here because you're gonna you're gonna knock it out of the park." Here's all we need you to sell. Yeah, I know they're not scripting promos in Impact now. Uh, Don Callis is very. Oh, Don Callis is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the vice president now, and wow, uh, Impact's it's it's been a lot better. Um, Don Callis, the vice president of TNA. Yeah. Uh huh. 
I wonder how I got to watch. Yeah, it's been a lot better. Um, aren't they doing it at like bars now? No. Did I read that right? They're shooting it like at nightclubs or something? No, or I mean, the where they held, held Slam Reversary, it's like a you know convention hall or something like that. It, okay. It's not Maybe a, it a real arena. Um, yeah, but they're like different venues. Yeah, and then they're they're teaming with like these indie feds and, and doing the tapings there. And I think that's my biggest thing with Impact is a, a, it's still when they do some of these uh, tapings sometimes comes across as a little low rent. Um, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, but. But you know what, though? I mean, the charm can get you a long ways if the product is still good and the story is good. Yeah, know? exactly. And hey, I'm all for like smaller, intimate venues, too. I loved ECW when they did that. WWF in the, in the, uh, in the 90s, they, they had this show called Shotgun Saturday Night. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and some of those, they would do them at like these nightclubs and bars. And it was like a really cool atmosphere. Um, it was. They abandoned it to becoming like a superstars thing where they taped it before the, 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 the show. But. The, the, the problem with it not being charming, Glenn, if TNA yeah. does it, and I, I don't mean to jump on the bash TNA bandwagon here, because I work there and I love working there, but it's they have failed time after time with certain big deals. And so it's not, it's not like they're starting out and crescendoing to these smaller venues. They were in big venues, and now they're playing down to these. So it's not like yeah. so. So you know what I'm saying? Now a lot of people say they find it endearing and charming. No, when Ring of Honor does it, it's charming. Um, when these other companies do it, it's charming. But not when someone like Impact, who had all the money in the world, all the talent in the world, and was we were in Chicago. We were in Chicago at what's the main one in Chicago? Main arena. What is wrong with me? Allstate or something? Allstate, Allstate Arena. We were in some big ass arenas all around there, man. And yeah. No. Five we, years ago, you guys were at Universal Studios taping. I mean, you know. But but, but 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 like but they would move the pay-per-views around and stuff yeah it's toronto i mean all over the place and they were packed los angeles yeah i think that's to your point matt it, it comes across as depressing when you kind of see how where they were and if they would have kept that spike tv deal with how much money they're giving to you know for sports rights right now man and if they had managed to keep that 1.2 to 1.5 million uh, viewers that they were getting each week yeah um you know, they probably could have gotten a big money deal now. Shoot, that sucks. Yeah, and you know, because one point two, one point five—that's not too far off from what SmackDown does. Yeah, that's no, true. Uh, so Mojo versus Bobby Roode's happening next week. Is this making Mojo better or making Bobby Roode worse? Both. Both. Okay. I think that. by putting Roode in the back with the Ascension and and uh, Zack Ryder, yeah. just. What the freak was that? Yeah, that visual imagery just kind of Stop. puts him down even more, puts him down a couple more notches. I do not get it. Just just out of – isn't there a wrestling book somewhere, a wrestling, one, a, a wrestling rule, one-on-one rule or something like that, that if, you're, if, you're, if your talent wears a cool-ass robe, they're not seen with jobbers. <laughs> yeah. Ever, right. ever, ever, ever. They're special. They come out of limos. They're drinking wine. They're rich yep. somehow. Uh, they get chicks. They're cool. Yes, and that's what—that's exactly what Rude should be. He should be a heel that's better. That thinks he's better than everyone. He's living the life. He's kind of you know basically Ric Flair just <laughs> kind of. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's he's like Priceline Ric Flair right now. He he should know? be Bobby Rude in in uh, TNA. Yes, you know, when he was with Fortune. And it was very different when Bobby did it. it. I didn't think he was trying to be Flair. Yeah, exactly. 
totally. Yeah, I mean, he was he was great, and even with the, even with beer money when he was the money guy, just uh, it's what they're doing with him right now is not working. He needs a heel turn bad, and he needs to be that arrogant, I'm better than everyone uh, character. Yep, and we keep saying what Raw needs heels, right? They need him yeah. bad. Well, hey, they got Mojo. I mean, they've beaten Owens to death, even though he technically beat Strowman. But for the most part, they made him look completely ineffective. He doesn't look like a, a you know, like he can hang, like he's a threat to the top guys right, right now. Right. So then, who else do you got? Drew McIntyre's not ready yet. I mean, there he will be. Right. right. You kind of got no one else. They they think yeah. they have Dolph. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, strained his hair, you know, and everything. Uh, it's a good look. Um, uh, Apollo Crews versus Akam from Authors of Pain tonight. Titus the Worldwide out there. The yeah. formula. We know it. I was just going to say, the crisscross formula. We know this. <laughs> and the tag team formula, where you have the singles matches, and then they wrestle. There'll be another one next week. Did they announce it? Will there be another one next week? Between I'm, sure there will. I'm sure next yeah, week will be Titus against Ra- Razor, right? Seriously, yeah. yeah, for sure. And titles will win, and then strangely, authors. No, of I think Razor will win this time. Oh, you think Razor will win? Apollo won here. Apollo won here. I thought, I thought you know the pay per view match. Then the authors of pain get their comeuppance. Well, we got two weeks, so yeah. I think uh, Titus loses, and then they do something to get the upper hand the week after, and then they. Win. And then on the SummerSlam pre-show, <laughs> authors of pain. Here's what sucks. What would like, I kept saying to my wife? I go, why would they beat these guys in any context? And, and I answered my own question. I was like, because they don't have a tag division where it even matters if they're unstoppable monsters or not. Yeah, I mean, him getting pinned off right off the bat just it just takes some of that uh, that edge off of the pain. The mystique and monsterness or whatever I don't know what it is, but that thing. Yeah, yeah. Them doing promos tonight, talking use all the book metaphors. Like, dear God, like they are so not cool doing their own promos. <laughs> they need it. They need an L ring. Yeah, I mean, if Alan Ring's willing to travel, he said he was, and it just—it's just one night a week. He only needs to be there for Raws and pay-per-views. It's not like they're on every episode. He doesn't need to go to house shows. There's nothing, and this is what I don't get. They say managers are dated. I don't get how that is. I wouldn't have no problem with that, and it's not a throwback nostalgia. I want to see you know a guy I watched as a little kid be a manager for the Road Warriors nostalgia thing. That's not why I'm saying it. He fits with them. It looks right. It made sense from day one. And that's all I think about. I don't go, well, what are they doing? They used to do this in the 80s. This is stupid. Click. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why they think that's what we think. It's so backwards, too, because you see how effective Heyman and Lesnar have been. You, saw, you see how effective Heyman was with CM Punk. And the Miz's career was almost dead uh, before Maurice came back. And, like, being yeah. paired with Maurice, and all yes. of a sudden, he's where he is now. I mean, he became a, a real back-to-the-top superstar well, being paired with the Maurice. It added so much to him. And he was the mouthpiece of that. It wasn't like somebody, the manager, there's so many different ways you can go. The manager doesn't have to do the talking. Like right. you, you said with uh, Paul Lee and Punk, Punk did the majority of the talking. Mm-hmm. Just Paul standing there with the championship high above his head was dicky enough to get the heat that Punk needed. It, it worked. There's so many different ways you can go. It doesn't have to be the stereotypical manager talks the entire time. For the two guys we just talked about, the young um, authors of pain, yes, definitely need someone to speak for them. Yeah something at this point i mean it's just uh that was bad tonight that promo it makes them look less tough when they speak english well because they weren't developed i mean in nxt they they weren't known for their promos you have these guys that have their rings checked down you put them on the main roster and then they're talking all of a sudden 
I was told this something similar that my voice and how I talk very quickly, um, the words I use, my my vernacular hurts me, like would take away from my size, I was always told when I was with WWE. And I didn't understand. I thought it was ridiculous. And I'm like, that fits the whole giant 2.0 gimmick, guys. I'm an educated giant. It makes sense. You don't have to be some big knuckle dragon Neanderthal. And uh, but now looking back, I, I, I kind of see it like how somebody talks, what they say, how important it is. And it can take away. It can take away from like a, the monster. You know what I mean? And the AOP, they didn't do English promos in, in NXT, right? They would just. Uh, oh, no, I don't remember. No. And yeah. I think that worked, though. That worked. Them not talking English. And people pointing out Zelina Vega, right? Like her pairing with Almas. Like he was oh, on, good the, call, fans. on the quick train to nowhere. And, good uh, call, fans. He, oh my God. So think about it. She made a champion. Yeah. She didn't just get this dude over. She made a champion out of nothing because I didn't care about him at all. And Lana and Rusev, how much she did for his character. I mean, there are just so many examples. I mean, that's a good one. It's just, there's no, they just, Vince gets into, you know, this, these certain things get stuck in his head and he just feels like that's how it has to be. Yeah. When he, his own history shows him otherwise. So it's, he's the one who's against the manager still? Yeah. He's the one that feels it's outdated. So Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins tonight, uh, ending with interference by Dolph Ziggler. Uh, these matches go on. I mean, man, I this feel one like. I was happy with, yeah. though. I was happy this one went on. Oh, I'm glad it went on. I just feel like that DQ ending, I really yes. want the big stakes match with the definitive winner because I feel like they, they just, with Rollins, he runs this into the ground because he could put on such a great match. You know? I'm with you, Glenn. Have we not seen this finish already? I'm sure we've seen Didn't we see Drew interfere a couple weeks ago? Oh, okay. I feel like we've seen, yeah. I, I just feel like we've seen variations of this over and over recently. Yeah. But I'm, I'm with you, Glenn. I, I think, like, if you're doing a long match and then just to have a crap ending with a DQ, it just le it just feels like you just wasted your time. Even if the match was good, the fact that it just feels like it was there to kill time by the end. But you, you had the long match just to kill time since there was no, uh, no storyline outcome. You know and, what I mean? And But they're saying, look, we just gave you a pay-per-view match, guys. What else do you want? Yeah. Well, a finish, <laughs> like a real, a real ending. Have you know? You could have Drew beat Seth. It doesn't. You know, Seth has been getting beat by. You would be okay with that. I would be with Drew because Drew, you know, he's he's on that ascent. I have a problem with Seth losing to Dolph. But yeah. Drew, not so much because Drew, it, it, I feel like it doesn't hurt Seth that much, and it, and it builds to something down the road if they want to go there. I would love that. Drew tonight. That was a move of the night when he did the spinebuster, then flipped over on Seth for the cover. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for cool. a big guy, that was super impressive. Drew was awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, love that tonight. But yeah, I feel like they they're gonna just run it into the ground if they keep doing it and doing it and doing it uh, well. with these long matches. Yes, thank you for that little Cool J reference. Um, uh, so after that, okay, we got. Um, Oh, God. Oh, the B team out there. And they went on commentary while Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt went rounds with the Revival tonight. Uh, the Revival picking up a win, though. Yay. It was good. I'm happy they, uh, I, they I, got a win. This is what the fans think of these. So I, I just feel like Matt seems yeah. bored now with this whole Woken thing. He just doesn't seem into it. It's, he's just kind of going through the motions out there. Um you know, Bray and him just, just, I just think it's, it's just done. 
and the fans, you know, they're chanting like CM Punk, and that was during this match, right? They started doing all their yeah. their chants. Yeah. So. They were. I don't blame them. It's it's it is it is what it is, and Matt's Borla, I don't blame them either. Yeah, they've but been feeding him crap, big time. Not only crap, but make you know making something that was his incredibly oh, ninety thousand percent worse. Or bad, or bad. Worse implies that his first gimmick was bad, which it wasn't. Yeah. He, when he first did this, it, we always talk about it all the time. It was money. It was original. It was new, free flowing. He was out there just flowing. It made sense. Yeah, watch his promo tonight, and then go back on YouTube and watch, uh, you know, one of his broken segments from TNA, and it's just like a, it's like a one eighty. He seems way more energetic, way more into it. It's way more interesting, and now, this is just going, you know, again, we're going through the motions. Throw house shows in there now. We're TNA. He, you know, he wasn't on the road. You have to throw that in there too, right? Yeah, mm. but he, he's not getting beaten down. He's not mentally getting beaten down four days a week doing the same sh- tired shtick. TNA, he's just coming doing TV and cool. Oh, you're coming to my house and we're filming it. Sweet, <laughs> you, you know, like so. I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit more life, but still, WWE killed this gimmick for him. Yeah, and it what was. I'm sorry. So this this was, a, in my opinion, a far-reaching gimmick. This could have set up, in my opinion, a, a brand-new wrestling company out there that just did everything exactly like that. Yeah, like this wacky, uh, breaking the fourth wall, uh, you know, wrestling promotion. I, I see what you're saying. And when Matt left TNA, right before they debuted with WWE, he was hot on the indie scene. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, they yeah. wanted that gimmick. Yeah. It was the most over thing. I think if he left now, it wouldn't be as over just because it's kind of been run to the ground. It still will be over, um, but not near as much as it would would have been a year ago or two years. Was it last year they came back or two years? It was a year ago WrestleMania. It was last year's WrestleMania. It feels like a while. Um, But, yeah, I think that's what they should do when they leave the WWE is they should start their own Fed and just start producing at the Hardy compound. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, right? But I was thinking about when you were saying it, Matt, it's like, imagine how much better as a performer you would be if you got to tape stuff on your off days as opposed to I show up on Monday, I get there, they give me the thing, and we have to shoot it backstage or do it in the ring. And it's an all-day thing. I mean, yeah. so was TNA TV, too. You get there at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, and you're, the show don't start to 8, you know? Yeah. yeah. But he was calling his own shots, though. He was shooting stuff on his own... Def- oh, definitely with TNA was for yeah. sure. Who has a Seinfeld ringtone? Not me. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I'd love one though. Uh, Matt, you guys, uh, Glenn, you know Matt Hughes? Yeah, of course. UFC Hall of Famer. Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I'm not familiar. He said he suffered a serious head injury last last year in June. Uh, struck by a, ch- uh, a truck. Uh, anyway, he came back. He was backstage at Raw, so uh, oh, okay, that was pretty cool. It, it looked like. I mean, he looked. I mean, it looked like, like really serious for a while, and and he recovered, and yeah, he was backstage at Raw, so pretty cool. It's a good story for the character. Yeah, they sign him. Uh, oh, yeah, he he's not going to be wrestling. No. He's still he he's the same permanent injuries. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So he was just backstage. He was just backstage visiting. Yeah, gotcha. No, I'm not as familiar with uh, Mr. Hughes and his story. Uh, I thought it was going to be like a fifty cent thing for a second, where it's like it's so much more interesting if somebody goes through that. Yeah. Um, so the Riot Squad versus Sasha Banks and Bailey. Sasha and Bailey tonight with matching gear. They're uh, solidifying that tag team action. 
against the Riot Squad, who looked like a weird female low-rent Ascension. Was that just me picking that up with Sarah's makeup? Yeah. yeah. Dude, if they, they're tipping their hand, you guys, there's no way in hell these two are staying as a tag team. I hope not, because they're not they're, they're not. doing nothing for me right now. They're, they're not matching outfits? No. No, they tipped their hand way too much. You mean you're talking about uh, the Riot Squad, right? No. I think oh, you're talking about Sasha and Bailey. Sasha and Bailey. Oh, I mean, I, I'm talking about the Riot Squad. I, they're doing nothing for me right now. They're like, not. Uh, but, but Sasha and Bailey, as far as splitting up, it's no question. Yeah. When they're wearing matching tag team, you know what I mean? Tag team, yeah, let's go. I'm Marty. You're Sean. Let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, don't, they're overdoing it. They're t- tipping their hand. I'm guessing this will be evolution, right? It'll be Sasha versus Bailey. I think. Way too soon to do it at SummerSlam, and now they got this pay-per-view. You need some big matches on there, and that's one of the biggest that they, you know, they've had like an eight-month crappy build, but <laughs> it's still, uh, it's still two of the, you know, the best women have they have to, in the company. Yes, on all of pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, especially because they didn't announce tag titles and tag belts, so yeah, this is going to be short-lived. I think. Uh... I, no, say that, they get, I say they get their own show within the next 365 days. Is my prediction. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how good a. I don't know how well a women's show would do. You look at 205 Live. Those, those fans are dead. And if they do I, it after, uh, do guys still watch wrestling? Women's wrestling because they're pervs. No. Oh, there's a good. There's a good segment of that. Because I, if, if that's still if that's still a demographic out there, I think that's not the only reason people are going to watch. But that's another demographic that 205 <laughs> doesn't get. <laughs> the perfect demographic. You know what I'm talking I, I, about. I think the there's far less TV of... when we were watching wrestling back and they go, "Who's that? Oh, that's Sable. Oh shit, she's hot." It sits down. Hey, that exists for men's wrestling too, Matt. Didn't you uh, have one of those weird uh, film shoots where it's like, "So what's this guy do with the videos? You don't want to know, bro." Did you talk yes. about that in the Robbie E thing? Yes. Yeah. yes. So they, let's be fair. They exist for both men and women. <laughs> I, I think yeah. it's a much smaller demo, you know, a percentage of fans that watch women's wrestling for that now than, than back in the day for sure. Um, yeah, but it exists still. I mean, you see it. Um, I think that I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the evolution will be the big testing of the waters. They'll look at the numbers. They'll look at the gate. I don't know how it doesn't sell out that venue. Okay. Well, well, here's the thing, though, guys. I would watch the main event of that show each week. If so you guys are like, hey, it's going to be Bailey or Charlotte or something like that, I would tune in and watch. Whereas if you told me two jabrones on 205 is the main event, I'm not watching. <laughs> well, but, but I think that's the thing. You don't want to put – you want your big stars to be seen by the most people because when they're not on – I mean, I'm, uh, I'm sure most fans will not know, don't know who most of the guys on 205 Live are now, you know, because they're not on the big stage. And I don't. You have, have to seek idea. it out. And I think with the women's show, it would be on the network. So you got to seek it out. And then you're just, I, but I think if you did a women's show as a way to build for them to go to the main roster, but you kind of already have that with NXT. I almost and think May just, Young. yeah, and the May Young Classic. So. You definitely put the May Young Classic on that show if they do. Yeah. Have an all-women show, I'm saying. Mayhem Classic was great last year. I mean, I didn't know who 70% of those women were, and I was caught up in their story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like the variety of it. Um, so, yeah, Sasha Banks and Bailey hit the win tonight, um, but mm, we shall see uh, how long this lasts. So we had Heyman backstage with Brock again, setting that up, trying to get him to come out there. Heyman ended up coming out by himself. Uh, but Brock, before that, dressed him down and was mean to Paul Heyman. That was a moment where I was like, oh, Brock, you bastard. How dare you say such mean things that Paul Heyman's not your friend? 
That, uh, that was pretty cool. I like that. It, it, I just think it just adds to his character. You know, you don't you don't see it much. And I just that doesn't really give a crap about him. He's there to help him out. You know, he's he's a, a whatever advocate, but he yeah. doesn't really care that much about him. and doesn't really care that much about anything. You know, he's there to get paid and leave. And I, and I like that. I, I like that how they showcase that. Yeah. Of course, Lesnar did end up coming out there, uh, hit an F5 on Kurt Angle, got up in Roman's face, um, or no, pardon me, uh, got up in uh, Heyman's face, and then uh, people were chanting for Roman. That's right, because Roman was not supposed to be there. Oh, and he got up in Corbin's face as well, which I wonder if someone had to explain to him who Baron Corbin was. Yep. Because <laughs> he doesn't watch Raw. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so with this, how this ended, how are you? So how are you feeling about Lesnar, Matt? This made me like Lesnar more, but it seems like the crowd was like, "Oh, they want Roman now." They like Vince's good. plan is working. You know, you just said everything right there. Yeah, well, you're still talking about the backstage segment, right? No, yeah, when yeah. they were out there, when they were out no, there, you're... like the end result of that. You know? Yeah, at the end they were chanting, "We want." So, uh, Brock hit Kurt Angle with the F5. That's, That's what he said. Where were you, Raj? Here he went over <laughs> I'm sorry, I was looking at the chat. Oh, um, here he But, uh, yeah, um, the fans were chanting, we want Roman. When was so, the last time you've heard that? Job well done. Yeah, it worked. It worked, finally. It won't work in New York. It will not work in New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it worked here in Miami. I mean, that was, you know, Roman got booed coming out. But, you know, by the end of that segment, they were cheering him. And, and by the end of the night, they were cheering Roman. So... That, by the way, a wrestler's, what's the word, pot of gold, is to change one's reaction all within either one show or one segment, even if you're really good, um, in really good storyline writing, you know, where, where nobody's making a heel turn, but, like, you're going out there as an earnest baby face, and you're still not really there yet. All right, Austin versus uh, Bret Hart. They always call it a double yeah. switch, but yeah. people – did not get that message watching it. You know what I mean? We, I didn't. I stood up and cheered because he busted his ass in that match. He went balls to the wall. We all stood up and clapped his performance. There, you know, you want to know another great one was uh, Dolph and Alberto Del Rio. When Del Rio was having that crappy baby face run and Dolph uh, had the concussion, was out. And he, he was the world champion and came back. And then uh, Del Rio just kept kicking him in the head. Like so ruthless that the fans just completely yes. turn on Del Rio. Yeah, that was another good one. Another good double turn where yeah, yeah, they, they switch the crowd reactions by the end. And, and when uh, I'm sorry, no, I'm saying it's really difficult to do as as a babyface to, to to try your best and they're still not feeling you yet. They're booing you, but by the time your segment's done, they're cheering you. That's really well done. What's weird though is this all happened because of Brock though, not because of something. No Roman. question. Yes, you're, yeah. no, you're 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 right. But but Roman had to have some redeeming qualities there for them to give them that. Yeah. Yeah. I I love this Brock. I, I liked his promo. I liked it short and sweet. I don't. I feel like you don't need to give him a 15 minute promo every week. Just once in a while. Don't have Paul do his talking. Let him do the talking for himself. Saying that forever. Yeah. Yeah. Saying that forever. Yeah. Yeah. Brock's effective with very few words. Yeah. Um, came across like a monster. I mean, the, the larger-than-life monster, scary guy, you know? Bull, that's... Bull, bully, bad mother, you know what? Yep, all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, now that we talked about it all, Matt, how do you feel about Raw tonight? I'm giving it a... I always give it a C or C-. minus. I say C plus plus. C plus okay. plus. I can't give them a B minus. Yeah, I mean, it was like a... 
a two thing show, right? It was uh, Drew versus Seth was good with a crappy ending, and then this Brock segment I thought was Brock. great. Uh, so I'll, I'll I'll say C plus as well because the rest of the show is completely skippable. I you know I kind of like the Strowman gender stuff. It wasn't boring or bad. Uh, Elias I thought was really good, but Lashley uh, you know didn't work in that segment. So we could have yeah. missed we could have missed the majority of the show before. Yeah. <laughs> How many weeks till SummerSlam? Two more Raws? Almost three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. And SmackDown tomorrow night we'll be back here. Wednesday noon Eastern to talk about SmackDown Live. I did not watch Ms. and Mrs. yet from last week. Did either of you guys check it out? No. I did. Um, it was, it's a breath of fresh air from the stuff I'm used to from WWE with total divas and total bellows okay. and over the top drama. Uh, it's not something I'd seek out, but it's on after SmackDown. It's easy to watch. Uh, it's only a half an hour. And they come across as a couple that, you know, are pleasant they like each other and they they enjoy each other's company as opposed to there's all this drama around them right. and i hope they don't go in that direction but it, it, it was a change of pace from what you're used to seeing with total bellas and total oh. i'll check uh, that out uh real sorry. quick uh matt we talked a little bit about uh brian christopher before the show uh, i mean uh, early in the show is there um do you have any thoughts on that i didn't know what happened brian christopher passed away Oh my God! How? <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll oh. ca- I'll catch you up after uh, after we go off the air here. <clears throat> oh no, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't read the stuff anymore. Rickhouse Brown and Nikolai Bolkoff all passed away on Sunday. Together? Were they in a car or something? No, no, no. Just sorry. different. I did not mean to laugh at that, but the fact, Matt, that you asked that question, that is a logical <laughs> question to ask. Three um, people? Yeah. Yes. Holy yes. crap. Amen. No, I did not know that. I've only met Brian a handful of times, seemed like a cool enough guy to me. I don't know. I just know a lot of uh, friends of mine really liked him a lot, too. That sucks. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Nikolai, man. I guess, I mean, we just have to reconcile this fact that all these legends we grew up watching as kids. I mean, yeah, we're getting older. Act. He was yeah. the third or fourth action figure you bought as a kid. You bought oh, Andre, yeah. Stud, and Hogan. Those are the first three. And you always got Iron Sheik, and you had to go get Volkov because of that. Yeah, I was telling we were mentioning earlier, the very first match of the very first Saturday night's main event, you know, Nikolai was in it. And the very second Saturday night's main event, he was wrestling Hulk Hogan for the WWF title. Huge. I was all over the WWF magazine, and I had it hanging up on my wall. I cut it out from the magazine. It was the night that Hulk saw Red was the name of the title of it. And it was, uh, uh, there he was. It was legitimately, we were worried Volkov was going to beat him, you know, and, and it trounced the American flag. And. You know, all yeah. these things that I was terrified for happening. He was great. He was yeah. so great. Yeah. Oh, man. That first Saturday Night Main Event. I'll have to go back, uh, find that online. I, I think I've told you guys, like, I found, you know, the war to the network. The score. Yeah, I know, but I like watching it with the commercials, the atmosphere. Oh, like, I have the gotcha. brawl to end it all. I have the MTV recording of that. War to settle the score. You know, some of the old Saturday I just Night recent, Main Events. I just recently watched that on MTV, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's something about seeing with the commercials and everything. It just that's when it really takes you back, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's cool seeing those old commercials too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, okay, so let's wrap it up for tonight. We'll be back here Wednesday, twelve noon. Matt, anything you want to plug before we take it home here? Uh, guys, want oh yeah, guys always ask me what am I doing for my bodybuilding shows, my men's physique shows. How do I get in shape? What supplements do I use? I use all Redcon One products. 
Uh, check them out at www.redcon1.com. Use Blueprint 10 for 10% off. And message me if you have any questions on what supplements you need to take from that company to get the results you want to get. You want to get cut. You want to get bigger. Let me know. Um, and I'll let you guys know what supplement to take to help that happen. Nice. Uh, Raj, what should people look for on the site? Uh, just keep checking. It's been busy as hell. So, I mean, just, you know, keep up. Keep up. There's Ooh. just tons of stuff. One more thing. I'm going to be, I'm sorry. I'm also going to be opening up an UpLive account. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's like a new video stream service. It's been around for like a, couple, a year or so, two years. Nice. And uh, it's going to be long. Like, I'm going to be doing hour long, you know, hour worth of content and things like that. Bringing it in the gym with me, having it here at home, and uh, have a partnership with the company. And I'm just about to start opening that up. And it should be pretty fun because usually on Instagram, you're one and done with these like 15 minute clips. Um, a lot of people want to see more about like what what do I do to work out? What am I doing with a city commissioner? Uh, oh. Things like that, you know. So there you go. Up live, check it out. Download the app, and uh, I should be on there, up and running within the next week. Yeah, it sounds really cool. I want to see you uh, get Roger Stone to hit the gym with you, Matt. I'm gonna see. I should be seeing him tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> that would that would that would be content. You hate it. Watch. You hate it, Glenn. Roger Stone. I think Roger Stone's a character. You Please know. Don't I, that. <laughs> I had a tweet, uh, tweet exchange with Ari Fleischer, former Bush press secretary, the other day, oh, and it was just like, you know, we might disagree about stuff, but he did karaoke, cool. he did bust a move at like George W. <laughs> Bush's ranch. So I was like, is that true? You know, it's like hell. Yeah. I, I, you know, can find things to talk about other with politics, even with people I disagree with. Um, but cool. yeah, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Speaking of which, you can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein for tweets at former press secretaries and wrestling and TV and all sorts of other stuff. Um, and yeah, we'll see you back here Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.